Welcome back to the Man to Man podcast. Another beautiful day. It's Friday. I am your host, Kelvin Dooley, and my good buddy on the other end that I'm about to introduce here. First name, Trey. Last name, Von. I know him as Big Time TV. Big Time, how you doing? Doing good, man. Like you said, it's Friday. I got a Mountain Dew in front of me, and I'm ready to talk sports. Yeah, so again, thank you guys for those of you who are returning listeners, and to those of you who are new to the show, again, welcome. Um, so you can always count on national holidays, dad jokes on Fridays, and Trey drinking the Mountain Dew every damn day. <laughs> on it, you can bet on it. You can take it to Las Vegas. You can win a lot of damn money. Trey can make you a millionaire <laughs> if you're willing to put money that he's going to drink a Mountain Dew first thing in the morning. Trey, why why is that, man? I mean, I've long known this. I, I've known you for what the last five or six years, um, and I've just, I've always known you to drink Mountain Dew. But why every morning? Why? the first beverage you consume man no coffee no water no milk no tea not none of that um just mountain dew yeah just mountain dew to start the day anyways there's other drinks obviously that i consume throughout the day but uh to start the day man it's a mountain dew every day uh but are there really drinks are there really other drinks that you consider though like do you you really consider anything else not in the morning no but (laughs) later in the day absolutely i'll drink a dr pepper i'll drink some sweet tea uh, you, you may see me branching out and doing some other stuff, but it's mainly Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper, and sweet tea. <laughs> so let's let's do it like this. You're you're on the show Naked and Afraid. I don't know if you've ever seen this show. I think it comes on Discovery Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or once it was on Discovery Channel, whatever network. You're on Naked and Afraid. Trey, you are – you need your, your thirst quenched, right? You are dehydrated. The best idea and your partner – which may be another man or woman, say, hey, Trey, I know you drink Mountain Dew every day. We need to drink your urine to survive, man. And I assume it's going to taste like a heavy Mountain Dew. Trey, do you drink your own Mountain Dew piss? Or uh, which? No, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, not a chance. <laughs> no, no. As much Mountain Dew as you drink, if I drank that much Mountain Dew or if I consumed anything that much, it would be an easy yes. Outside of water, if I consumed anything non-watery that much, it would be an easy yes. Like to survive, give me my Mountain Dew piss, man. I don't think I don't think my urine would taste like Mountain Dew at all, though. No, <laughs> no. Oh my god! I don't um, think so. so. Um, you know, we celebrate every show. Uh, we begin every show with a national holiday. I think we have some really good national holidays today and for. Saturday, May 1st. Today is April 30th, Oatmeal Cookie Day, which I think is a very underrated cookie. Trey, your thoughts on that? Very underrated cookie. Underrated cookie, yes. I love oatmeal, oatmeal cookies. Now, plain or iced? Either one. I prefer iced, I guess, but either one. Same here. It is also Bugs Bunny Day, arguably the greatest Looney Tune we have uh, to date. Uh, Honesty Day. I find that fascinating. Tomorrow, April, uh, excuse me, May 1st, beer pong day. That one means a lot to me because during the latter half of my college uh, career, I played a lot of beer pong, man. And I was, I don't, I don't want to say I was Patrick Mahomes good, but I was, I was pretty damn good at beer pong. Trey, are you, have you ever played beer pong and are you good? I have not. Um, I played, I played just like pong, throwing it in cups, but obviously, uh, not with the beer included because uh, oh, I get it. So you, you know Mountain me. Dew Pong. I just nah, just, just Pong. But hey, Mountain Dew Pong actually sounds like something. <laughs> <laughs> and then we wrap it up with the Kentucky Derby, which takes place every first of May, the first weekend or first Saturday in May, which I found out um, yesterday that the Kentucky Derby always takes place the first Saturday in May. So that is tomorrow, and tomorrow is National Kentucky Derby Day. Trey, did you watch the Kentucky Derby? Really? Um, I mean, you know, work, working for a newspaper, we obviously put it in the paper every year. And yeah. so, you know, I see the winner and, and all that. But, no, I don't, I don't keep up with it. Okay. Coming up on today's show, the Man to Man podcast, Dad Jokes Fridays. I have not gotten in the win column. I plan on getting in the winning column too. Day. I will not start this man-to-man podcast off on a zero and three note. I promise you that. Big time and I will impersonate Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer. I'll tell you why Aaron Rodgers does not 
come to the AFC West and which first round quarterback would be the biggest surprise. But today we lead with Aaron Rodgers stealing the show on draft night, April 29th. It came out uh, through sources, not my sources, but through much more qualified sources that Aaron Rodgers has been telling people within the Green Bay Packers franchise that he does not want to return to the Green Bay Packers this upcoming season. Trey, you get the first crack at this. Your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers deciding not to return to Green Bay or deciding that he does not want to return to Green Bay? Um, I'm not surprised, I guess. Um, but, he, God, what a pansy, right? Like, like what what a crybaby move. Like, <laughs> my goodness. Like, you're too good to be complaining like this. Like, like, you've got one of the best receivers in the NFL, easily top five receiver in the NFL, in my opinion, on your team. Um, you just got a new coach. And and you yourself are, are an elite quarterback. I, I don't have time for, for elite quarterbacks to be crying like this. Like, just, just go win football games. Well, if there's – but I, I don't know. I think that's the letter of the law with quarterbacks. Like, the best quarterbacks in football are typically crybabies. And I say that, and it's, it's like a dagger in my heart because Patrick Mahomes will probably be that guy here eventually. So, uh, in terms of Aaron Rodgers, this the writing was on the wall, right? Like, the Packers did this to themselves. Yeah, they drafted sure. a first-round quarterback last year. And it's just like, like why? Why, mm-hmm. why, 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 why? So, if, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, um, I, I I get it. I just – or I can't even say that. From my side looking in, I get it. It's just like, no, I don't want to return. Like, so the new model is you draft the first-round quarterback, you sit him like the Chiefs did with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. That become the new model if – if the uh, rookie doesn't come in and start right away, he's he sat his year. Jordan Love has sat his season. He watched a very successful season as the Packers got to the NFC, NFC title game. And now is your shot. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, yes, I think I won out too. Like, you guys disrespected me to the tippy top. This was – I don't know what the straws were prior to this, but that was the final straw. Like, you guys cannot – do that to me. And I support Aaron Rodgers. It's time to go. And like I said, pre-show, he stole the show yesterday. I think this was very calculated on Aaron Rodgers' part, right? He's been living up, living it up this offseason with he got engaged or married, uh, Jeopardy, uh, more commercials. It's just like this was the icing on the cake if you're Aaron Rodgers, right? And what better way? I'm trying to get – I'm trying to transition out of Wisconsin. Why not go to Vegas? Why not go to California? It's steps like this that get you to those places. Aaron Rodgers stole the show, and I think he made a, a good calculated decision. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I'll, I'll say it was a good decision in terms of timing and stealing the show. And, and but you still think he's, he's, a, he's a massive crybaby. Yeah, he is. That's what he's being. He's being a crybaby. Oh. I mean, you're, you're, too, you're too good to cry about this. Like, oh, oh, boo-hoo, the team didn't give me what I wanted. Like, come on, man. Like, you're – Trey, he is – he's Aaron Rodgers, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting. Aaron Rodgers, you're too good to cry. Like, just go play ball. Jordan Love's not taking his spot this year. If he stays in Green Bay, Jordan Love is sitting behind him another season, and there's no questioning that. He's got – I think you're forgetting, though, that why not give me a weapon? Why not give me a tight end? Why not give me some more protection? Like – I, I need those guys. Like, you see how we got stumped by the Buccaneers in this re- most recent title game. You didn't have the confidence to go for it on fourth down. Maybe if I had another weapon opposite of Devontae Adams, who I agree is a top five receiver. Damn it, get me some people. You guys drafted my replacement of all people? Oh, yeah. He is not Alex Smith. He is three times as great as Alex Smith. Of and course. you guys drafted my replacement? Come on now. Well, look, it, honestly – I don't know that that's like like I understand Aaron Rodgers being and I already agreed with you on that. I think the Green Bay Packers did this to themselves, but I still don't agree with Aaron Rodgers being a crybaby about it. But what I'm, uh, I guess what I'm alluding to is that like he's he's good enough. They were just in an NFC Championship. Sure, they need some help, and he need and he needs that help. But to I don't know, complain and say you want out and you were just in an NFC Championship. Like, is life really that bad in Green Bay? I think so, Trey. Who did they draft? Who did they draft last so. night? All right. Sticking to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers now wants out. 
He stole the show. Um, he stole the the show where t- you know basically teams are stealing players from college football. Right? They're drafting players for the NFL draft. Trey, if Aaron Rodgers does get traded or cut, whatever whatever takes place, where do you think Aaron Rodgers lands? And I'll start off first. I don't think he lands in the AFC West. I don't think there's no way in hell. Right now, if you're the Packers, you don't allow you don't trade him within the conference, let alone the division, not the conference. Uh, the way this relationship ends, he does not stick in this conference. That leaves the AFC. Here's a couple of teams. The Jets just drafted their quarterback. The Jaguars just got their quarterback. Um, I, in, in, in specifically, the AFC West, the Broncos didn't draft the quarterback, which was um, Holly talked about heading into yesterday's draft. The Raiders have not been satisfied with Derek Carr over the last four seasons, and the Chargers got their guy. Uh, I can't really think of it. The Miami Dolphins got their guy, and they doubled down by getting a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, so – I don't know. I don't know about. I don't know if there's a lot of options in the AFC. I specifically focus on the West. I don't think he wants to see Patrick Mahomes twice a season, I, and I say that without bias. If you're Aaron Rodgers, there's not a team as talented in the AFC West. Maybe the Broncos. Maybe because I I do I truly think they have a talented roster, but they have their quarterback and they did not. Well, I don't know if they had their quarterback, but they have a talented roster. I don't know if they do all of this drafting just to trade all these picks away when they could have did this in the first place. I don't think he wants to step foot with Patrick Mahomes twice a season in the AFC West. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that it has anything to do with Rodgers not wanting to see the Chiefs twice a year. Chief. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not right. trying to. I'm not trying to downplay the Kansas City Chiefs because clearly they're the team that, team to beat in the AFC. Be respectful, um, please. Be respectful. Like I said, I'm not trying to downplay the Chiefs. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I don't think Rodgers, again, as a competitor, unless he's a pansy like I'm saying, (laughs) is going to be afraid of competition twice a year. That's fun, right? Like you want to play those guys twice a year. No, he doesn't. You want to get a shot to beat those guys twice a year. And if he doesn't, maybe he is a pansy like I'm saying. Um, But as for where he goes, I'm going to be – I'm going to keep it pretty pretty short and simple with you. There was only one – there was only one of those three teams that he mentioned. I don't know if you saw the report, but he mentioned three teams yesterday. Only one of those was actually possible. Okay, I did not see this report. What team? What three teams or what team? The three teams he was interested in were the San Francisco 49ers. They were not possible. Everyone knew they were taking the quarterback at three. They are right. done. They are done on Jimmy G. Everyone knew they were drafting the quarterback. No shot he was going there. The next two teams were AFC West teams, and they were the Denver Broncos and the Oakland Raiders. Well, Las Vegas right. Raiders. There you go. The one team that actually was possible out of those two was the Denver Broncos because everyone thinks everyone thinks Drew Locke's out. Everyone thinks that Teddy Bridgewater was just to try and push Drew Locke. So everyone was was ready for, for Denver to get a new quarterback, but they didn't. And last night, if they wanted Aaron Rodgers, they would have traded that ninth pick to Green Bay and they would have gotten him. Denver's yes. out now. Denver's out now. Oakland was never in the question. I think John Gruden's going to stick with Derek Carr another year. I, I don't see that happening at all. And now there's only one team that I even think, now that the draft is over, there's only one team that I even think is possible and that makes sense and could actually pull it off. And that, that team is? That, that is the New England Patriots. They draft, oh, Mac, they draft Mac Jones, and now they're going to have him sit behind Aaron Rodgers and study for a few seasons. Only team that I could see – pulling off the deal. Otherwise, Aaron Rodgers goes back to Green Bay and cries for another season. I, I think he's more likely to cry for another season because I don't see him – I get, I get, I don't see him going to the Patriots. I don't know if Rodgers and Belichick – I don't know if that makes for a good um, relationship. I think Aaron Rodgers is too diva-like, too right. diva, you know, and I think and I think Belichick is too system-oriented. Like, I don't know if he – I don't know if he wants who is – who can create like Aaron Rodgers in his system? That's just my opinion. He's never had it. Tom Brady was never that guy. Mac Jones is clearly not that guy. I don't know yeah. if Aaron Rodgers and Belichick make a great fit. I, I agree I, with that. But but that's the I only team, see, honestly, that I could see pulling it off. I don't know why, but I just I don't see another NFL team reaching for for Rodgers. I, I think I like like I said, with with the buzz around Denver, everybody thinks Drew Locke's on the out. Um and and you know, Teddy Bridgewater's been injured a lot. 
there's nothing wrong with Teddy Bridgewater. I honestly think he's a talented quarterback, but he's been injured a lot. And, and I yeah. think Denver made the most sense out of those three teams that Rodgers said he wanted to – or like he was interested in playing for. Um, the, the only team I can see pulling it off now is New England. Yes. Um, and the final word on this again, he will not come to AFC West. I think his options are very limited. So if he does, I think it may be in our division. He will regret that decision because I don't want to lose two games to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs and have a wild card and have to fight my way through a upticking Buffalo Bills, through a Cleveland Browns team who I think has had a really good offseason, through a Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think he wants that smoke in this conference or specifically with Patrick Mahomes. Next, um, what was it? I think it was the NFL draft. Yeah. Yes, the NFL draft. Thank you. So, three quarterbacks are drafted in the uh, after Zach Wilson of the New York Jets. Okay, of the three quarterbacks, Trey Lance goes to the Niners. Um, where am I at? Where am I? Trey Lance. Trey. Trey, What is his name? Excuse me. Trey Lance goes to the Niners. Justin Fields to the Justin Fields to the Bears and Mac Jones to the Patriots. Trey, uh, any of those surprise you? Any of those teams make the best move? What are your thoughts on those three quarterbacks and those, the teams that selected them? Um, surprise me. I guess I'm a little surprised that um, that Justin Fields fell to ten, and that the Bears ended up trading up to get him at ten. They uh, traded the Cowboys. Who they trade yeah. with? Giants. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And so, so I guess, I guess if I'm surprised by any of them, it would be that. Um, I'm not surprised that Trey Lance went three. Any any shock that I may have had is that Trey Lance didn't go two because, like I told you last show, I think Trey Lance was the second best quarterback in this draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's but that's just me. Um, but but I, I would say I'm most surprised that Justin Fields fell, um, and then that the Bears ended up uh, snagging him at ten. I am glad the Bears. Got a black quarterback. They when they should have had that same quality of quarterback, possibly with Deshaun Watson. Right? They they drafted. They made truly one of the NFL's greatest mistakes in drafting Mitchell Trubisky over Watson and one Patrick Mahomes. It's just crazy. It it, it makes no sense. And I think the Niners are, are facing the same dilemma right now. I think they could. I think that same thing could happen to the Niners with Trey Lance, who a guy who only started one game last season. And, and what, it wasn't even a good start. He did no. it for great reasons, so credit to him. But it wasn't even a good start. The team that surprised me the most, I it was the Niners with Trey Lance as the third overall pick. I think that's the reach. But if it's one system that I do trust, to be honest, it is uh, Kyle Shanahan's system. Uh, I think the Bears hit it out the park with Justin Fields. And truthfully, man, I – I think the Patriots hit it at the park too, man, with Mac Jones. I, I don't I don't know. He mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say he's Tom Brady like, but it, it I don't know. It just seems Tom Brady ish. He comes off as Tom Brady ish. He seems like a perfect Patriot quarterback. I don't think I could say that with any other, you know, uh quarterback uh head coach combination of franchise right now in the NFL. He seems like the perfect Bill Belichick and Patriots quarterback. The Trey Lance reach, that one that one kind of surprised me. I was watching uh, I was tuned in to um, on Yahoo Sports with the live draft, and all of those guys seemed shocked too, for for the most part. Uh, all of the guys that were uh, analyzing the draft, so I, I I'd assume that was a majority type of thing. I think everybody was like, "Whoa, that's what that's who Kyle Shanahan traded up to get." So that was the biggest shock for me. I got you. Um, again, by the I- way, who, who takes the most snaps of those three guys this season? Um, Trey Lance. Or Justin Fields, I think. I think both, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think the 49ers traded up the three because they're done with Jimmy G. I think they end up trading him somewhere, um, some, some way. Maybe not, but uh, I, I don't see why else you would trade up to three to not play that guy. Um, I, th- I think it's going to be Justin Fields and Trey Lance. I think they both will play from game one. That's just my thought. Yeah, I, I don't think Lance starts game one. I think they'll ride with Garoppolo. Um, I don't really expect the Niners to be that good. I think that defense has kind of tailored off, tailored off just a little bit from what we've seen from the Super Bowl season. Um, 
assuming they they come back with a bill of health because they were one of the most hurt injured teams last season. I think Justin Fields goes into camp and outduels um, Andy Dalton immediately. I don't think it's really close. I think Justin Fields is the day to start of day one. Cam Newton starts the Patriots. I think I think um, off the clip war for a little bit. I think Justin Fields takes the very first snap for the Chicago Bills to open up the season. Absolutely, he will. Um, and I agree, Cam Newton's going to start until you know he proves that he can't do it. Um, and, and that may not be very long. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that's four games and we see Mac Jones in game five. Uh, yeah. But I also wouldn't be surprised if Cam Newton plays 12 games, they realize they're out of the playoff contention, and then Mac Jones plays. So, who knows? The final um, word, I think the Patriots would be actually pretty talented. I don't see those guys – so they had a couple guys opt out, even their best player on defense or second best player or leader in um, the linebacker. I'm drawing a blank. He's coming back. They still they, they retained Stephon Gilmore. He was in trade discussions. They they come back. They had a hell of a free agency period that Patriots did. They spent a lot of money. I think the Patriots looked at the Bills and like, there's no way we're going to let these guys bully us out of this, out of reigning this division with or without Tom Brady or with or without Cam Newton. We we plan on returning back to the top of this division. The Pacers will be good next season. So I don't know. I think Mac Jones probably holds that clipboard throughout like the whole season. Like again, the model is now Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith. Let the guy sit for a season. Let him take over the very next. Yeah. yeah. Time to introduce our segment. We're debuting this segment. Actually, it's the first time we're trying this out. The Who Am I segment. Basically, this is this is a segment where me and Trey. Uh, we will have two guys, two piece, two persons, and we're just going to in person um, with their current situation, what they have going on right now, if that makes any sense. So if I butcher that introduction, uh, my bad. Let's start with, I want to mix it up, Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer. Trey, who you want to be? You want to be Tebow or Meyer? Um, I'll take Tebow. You'll take Tebow. So I'll leave with Urban Meyer. Hey, and let me paint the picture for you guys. Tim Tebow. It was reported that Tebow worked out at tight end for Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, earlier this week. So I'll lead off with Urban Meyer. I'm going to impersonate Urban Meyer. Hey, uh, Tebow, you know we had a great deal of success in Florida, man. You're a gamer. I kind of wish. I, I had a lot of trust in you heading into the NFL. Hey, I want a playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But Tebow, my man, would have made this transition five years ago. Oh my man! Like I, I, I support you in this whole baseball thing. You tried out for the lowly Mets. It didn't really work out. You're a great Christian guy. Hallelujah to you. But man, you would have been a great tight end ten seasons ago. It would have been you, Gronk, and Kelsey. You guys would have, you guys would have reigned supreme in the tight end division. The greatest tight ends ever. I couldn't help but give you a tryout. I don't know if I uh, make you a part of the team, but. I appreciate you taking time. Tebow, your thoughts? Look, Urban, I'm glad you reached out to me, man, because I was going to call you anyways. I want to play with Lawrence. Uh, like, like, like you said, the, the, the baseball thing was fun. And, yeah. And, and while you while you think I I, I did, I, I thought I was a good baseball player. You know, I I had some good minor league games, and well, you were. You weren't that good, man. Come unfortunately, on. Unfortunately, I couldn't crack the MLB roster, but I mean, I, hey, I was good enough to play play minor league baseball for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I'm glad you called. I want to play with Trevor Lawrence. Let's do this thing. I'll be a tight end. I'm ready for it, Urban. Try and back to reality. You think you'll make a good tight end? Uh, no, not really. No. <laughs> nah. Honestly, honestly, God, I still think he's a better quarterback than he was tight end. But hey, I may not. No, hey, look, like I said, as I was impersonating um, Urban Meyer, one thing to be true about Tebow, man, he's a gamer. He is. He can succeed. And, and outside of talent and skill set and his will, it's a mindset thing with Tebow. And that, if, if he puts his mind to it, that man can do any damn thing. Next, that sounds so fun. This is our, our first baseball introduction to the show today on Friday. Trey, I'll give you another crack at this. Trevor Bauer or Fernando Tatis, who you want to be? Please don't choose Trevor Bauer. I was going to choose Tatis. So. Okay, great. <laughs> Sounds good. You I know how Bauer. much I love Trevor Bauer. You want me to open it up or do you want So, Fernando, what's going on, man? I'm, You know, like, you want to cover your eye. You, you have this nice little cool strut. You have nice dance moves. You have, you're have you a great base runner. You're, you're trying to show up the Dodgers, the reigning NL 
and the World Series champs. What's up, man? Like, you got you got beef with us? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't come at me with that stuff, Bauer. You started uh, this. You started this in spring training, covering up or closing one of your eyes, acting yeah. like you were acting like you were pitching with one eye, striking us out in spring training. Well, guess what? It comes regular season. I hit a dinger off of you. I show you I'm hitting with one eye in the regular season. <laughs> look, look, Fernando. I actually like you, man. I, I like you. I don't really like a lot of Padres, but I like you. But, hey, I'm the most entertaining player in baseball. This is my throne, right? This is my crown. I'm one of the best players in the state of California, not you, buddy. I don't know if you're the best team on your team, buddy. I think Manny Machado may be a little bit better. So I, I like the showboating. I think we should head in that direction, bat flips and cartwheels and dance moves and eye, you know, eye coverings like pirates. That's cool because, you know, I can – and everybody. So I know this much, Tatis. Next time you see me, I will cover both of my eyes when we match up in a in a, in a regular season. I dare you to hit back-to-back home runs next time. Because when you do, I'm going to go online and I, I don't know. I think I'm going uh, to casually send darts and shots your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna go- I'm going to let you slide the first time because it was all fun. We, we're trying to establish this rivalry. But next time, I'm covering both eyes, yeah. buddy. No. Nah. Yeah, you, you're going to go online. You're right, because that's what you do best is go online and talk <laughs> about things just like my girlfriend does, okay? That's I'm an entertainer, do. damn it. Let that's me shine. Oh, Let me shine. Entertainer. You called yourself the best entertainer in, or the best most entertaining player in baseball. You don't even I play am. a position. You don't even play a position. You stand on a mound and throw pitches. <laughs> Have you seen me at shortstop? I'm the entertainer here. Look here, buddy. I, I'm on the field every five days. Next time, don't swing your shoulder out of socket, buddy. <laughs> All right. Finally, who am I? Um, Aaron Rodgers or Matt LaFleur? I'll Look take Rodgers. Rodgers. Matt LaFleur. Hey, Rod. Hey, Rod, man. I just hopped off the PJ. I came to see you in your, in your beautiful home in Mansion. Uh, I got to meet your, your fiance for the first time. I came to apologize. Look, let's make this right. I need you. Sorry, I, 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 I love you. I don't love Jordan Love yet. Not yet, man. I need you this upcoming season. I want to beat Brady. The showdown against Patrick Mahomes in Super Bowl 56 or 55. 56. I, look, man, come back to the great cheese state of Wisconsin because I, I just really need you, bro. I'm, I'm sorry. I love you. I don't love Jordan Love quite yet come back please look LaFleur I think it's too late too late you've already upset me you didn't you didn't restructure my contract instead you drafted quarterbacks you still haven't drafted me a good receiver yet I just look I'm and and I know you're not in in involved in all that there was some you know there was uh, Mike McCarthy here not drafting guys for me either and but look I think I'm done. I want out. I'm tired of it, and this is just not the place for me. Now, look, I tell you this much, A-Rod. I'm not apologizing again, God damn it. <laughs> you, got, you got one more opportunity. If I hop on another PJ, a, a private jet, and I fly back out here to California, I, I'm only – this is your last apology, man, because we did draft this guy for a reason. I hate to throw it in your face, but I'm going to throw it in your face. He is lovely, which explains <laughs> his last name, okay? Jordan Love. Okay. Okay. He has some athleticism. He has a good arm. He sat and watched you for a season. Hey, we, Andy Reid was my inspiration now. I got the Patrick Mahomes model. He sat for a season. I'm only apologizing one and one more time only, or my final time. Come back to Wisconsin, please. Please. A good arm. Shoot, have you seen my arm? Oh, my gosh. You couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't, make, it with, you couldn't make it without my arm, but – Look, look, I'll consider pansy I'll, right now, man. I'll consider it, but you got to do something to make me happy. You got to bring somebody in, draft somebody in the second or third round that can catch some passes other than Devontae Adams. I'll keep that in mind. There you have it for who am I? Trey, I think I out impersonated you, man. Um, I think I got you in the bower. T- the other two, I think you're a better impersonator than I was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, they say I look like Will Smith, so I think it's just in my blood hey next up as we transition out of who am i uh let's stick to something that we really know reality something that we get to see uh, a quite a, a, a 
a lot of during the NFL regular season are the AFC West and who we drafted, who our respective teams drafted, and the and our rivals drafted. So let's start with your Denver Broncos. Trey, they did not go QB. They went corner, oddly enough. Patrick Sertain Jr., who his dad was once a Kansas City Chief, uh, there for a stint. Trey, your thoughts on the Broncos drafting a corner over a quarterback? This is the perfect pick. All of course you would say that. All offseason, I've been wanting Pat Sertan Jr. There was rumor we were going to take Micah Parsons, from linebacker from Penn State, which would have been fine. Micah Parsons looks like he's a great ball player, and he would be a great help. But we have a good linebacking core, and we have a good front seven. Our, our D-line and, and our linebackers are solid. Um, I think we need more help in the secondary. We have a solid safety in Justin Simmons. We have we picked up A.J. Boye last year, and we got Kareem Jackson at safety who can play both corner and safety, but our secondary is pretty weak outside of Justin Simmons. It's At least it's not consistent. We needed help there. Pat Sertan Jr. is going to be a day one player, and he's going to be huge. I also like the move of them not going with the quarterback. Like I said earlier, I think this shows that they didn't want Aaron Rodgers. They weren't interested in, in, in moving away from Drew Locke right away. Drew Locke can still get it done. Tell me I'm crazy, but Drew Locke can still get it done. He went 5-1 and one in his first six games as a quarterback, and last year he lost his best target, Cortland Sutton, in the first game of the year to a, an a, a sprained AC joint um, in his shoulder. So he loses Cortland Sutton. Sure, he still had Noah Fant, which he, he had some good games with Noah Fant, but not having that top wide receiver hurt. Uh, Melvin Gordon was injured at times, I think. Philip Lindsay was injured at times. We had we had injuries all over the field. Um, just look, give this guy one more season. That's all I'm asking for, and I think that's what the Broncos are doing here with this pick, shoring up that defense and giving Locke one more shot with a very talented offense. Call you crazy? Well, goddamn it, you're crazy. Um, um, look, look, we all know who the king of the division is. It's one. One five, Patrick Mahomes. Um, so yeah, I, maybe they made the right decision in drafting someone who could actually prevent Patrick Mahomes from throwing the ball to Tyreek Hill. That's yeah, not a bad choice. He's been intercepting three times this year. Relax, please. Okay, <laughs> relax. So, I, good decision. Right. I, I don't want to say I'm a non-believer of Drew Luck, but I I'm a little bit more patient than the rest of. Um, I guess the casual NFL fan. Like I, I don't mind getting quarterbacks tying. We shouldn't be as we shouldn't be so quick to um I don't know, want to dismiss these quarterbacks. He's only what two seasons, three seasons into his NFL career. Give him time. Not everybody can be Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Peyton Manning had this great success out the gates. And I don't even think uh, Manning had great success. Peyton Manning had great success out the gates. But nonetheless, I mean, to give him more time. I actually Again, I'm not a non-believer, but I think he can make waves and be a good NFL starting quarterback. And you luck. Let's, Thank you. Um, yeah, let's go to Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle uh, that was drafted by the Chargers. This move I actually like uh, because here we have the Chargers investing in their quarterback by drafting a tackle. And of the three, of the four uh, draft picks, I know Orlando Brown isn't a draft pick technically, uh, but he was traded for a draft pick, so he would technically be the Chiefs' first round draft pick. Of the four picks, three of them are offensive tackles. The um, Las Vegas Ra- Raiders also drafted a tackle in Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, back to the Chargers. Yeah, great move. Um, I don't. There's not the AFC West doesn't have a great deal of pass rushers. Uh, they have some top tier ones. Uh, I don't know. Frank Clark is in the middle of the pack. Joey Bosa, I think he's paid like he's the best. I think he's a tier two along with Frank Clark, maybe. Um, am I missing somebody? Yeah, Brian Miller's Miller. coming off injury. So I don't know where he, he – prior to injury, yes, absolutely tier one. He, but he's coming off a real nasty injury, so I don't know how he's going to return that. Bradley sure. Chubb, he hasn't proved he's a top-tier guy yet, has a bunch of talent. He had a good season last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so – but regardless, you want to double down, double down on your blind side. Great job by the Chargers to get their tackle. Uh, I'm actually, if it's one quarterback, I am pumped to see. This may sound crazy because he is in division. It is that guy, Justin Herbert, for the Chargers. Again, Alex, Alex Leatherwood. And if you, I don't know, Trey. If you, um, 
if you just listen to other analysts who covering the NFL draft and much more in depthly, this selection came off as a reach to, to some. I ain't gonna say many, but to some. And this one, I don't know if it really makes sense to me as a Las Vegas Raider, especially if you don't even have your quarterback of the future. You don't even trust Derek Carr. Your thoughts on the Raiders drafting an offensive tackle opposed to a skill position um, like wide receiver for the Raiders or hell, they had a really bad defense last year. What about yeah. going on defense? Yeah. So first, first I'm going to get in a little bit on the chargers and Rayshon Slater. I think, I think, I think that was a good pick um, going with Rayshon Slater. And um, uh, you know, he, he was highly, he was high in, in the draft class um, from Northwestern. And I, I think that is a good move. Like you said, you know, you're, Kind of giving that cushion to your young quarterback, letting him know that you're you're protecting him. Um, so big move, and yeah, with Leatherwood to the Raiders, man, I was extremely shocked. I really thought you you said the two positions. I thought they were going. I, I, well, not two positions, but two areas. You said wide receiver. I thought they might go wide receiver, but I really thought they were going to go defense. There were some good linebackers on um, on on the board when they were drafting a, a safety. Uh, that Tra- Tra- Trayvon Morig, I think, is his name from from TCU. I mean, they, they had multiple defensive options that I thought they might go, and they didn't. Um, I was very shocked to see him go go after an offensive lineman. I'm not going to say this was a bad pick, um, but I, I I was shocked. I, I did not expect him to go offensive line at all. Yeah, and I say the best for last. Again, the Chiefs did not make a first round selection, but they traded theirs to the Ravens to get back Orlando Brown. Um, the Chiefs drafted a pro bowler, essentially, with yeah. their first run overall selection. I know we talked about this um, before, but I attacked it from the Baltimore's Ravens' point of view. Point of view. As for the Chiefs, um, look, we've seen their biggest weakness. It, it, it flourished in the Super Bowl, yep. right? Not being able to protect your investment, your half-a-billion-dollar investment. So there's not much I can say here. They got a pro bowler left tackle. Um I, again, I, I expect the Chiefs to be right back where they left off, man. Back in the Super Bowl, at least again, humbly the AFC title game at best. So I'll I'll, I'll keep it short with that. Trey, no thoughts on that? Yeah, no, yeah, I was big time, big time move. Um, yeah. I was agreeing with you, yeah, one hundred percent, big time move. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be great. You know, unfortunately, it's another Sooner in a Chiefs uniform, but hey, it's gonna be great for you guys. I appreciate it. Um, can you just jump off the whole sooner in the Chiefs jersey, man? Look, we 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 actually choose the good players out of that out of that out of that weird state, man. We choose the good ones. Okay, I don't know that, about the Broncos and the rest of the NFL, but we choose the good team, players out of that state. That team produces NFL talent, right? So you better. They watch do. I, I'll give that. Is how about this? Out of the last ten seasons, before we transition to the final topic, out of the last ten seasons, quarterback you has been Oklahoma University. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For sure. And then what's the coach da- uh, What's the coach name down there? Uh, Lincoln Riley. Yeah, I mean, he's a quarterback whisperer. He's a high school quarterback whisperer, clearly. Yeah. Uh, two Heisman Trophy winners, another really good quarterback. Um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's done a hell of a job. He deserves credit. I expect to see him in, in the NFL in about five seasons. Maybe. I, I think there's a chance of that. Um, but okay. be, be ready for a third Heisman winner. Spencer Rattler is going to win one this year. Relax, Trey. Relax. No, no, no. No, no need to relax. I'm on it. <laughs> relax. Uh, we're going to transition to our weekly segment. It's not even a segment, but our weekly topic. St. Louis Cardinals and Kansas City Royals update. Trey is, oddly enough, is a Cards fan. And you know me representing the hometown, the home team, the Kansas City Royals. Trey, you want to kick us off with the St. Louis Cardinals weekly update? Yeah, man, I'd love to. It's baseball time. Enough talk of the NFL. You bored me to death. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for baseball talk because that's the that's the best sport there is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, St. Louis Cardinals, man. Look, we we were talking about it last week, last Friday. Uh, we closed it out. You asked me how I thought the Cardinals would do if they would turn it around at all. I said, yeah, yeah. I think I think this will be the week they do, and and they sure enough did. I, I said that they would lose maybe one game to each team uh, between the Reds and the Phillies. They played seven games. Uh, they swept the Reds and lost two to the Phillies. Um, so, you know, that's a that's a five and two run this week. They didn't have a single day off this week. They're in the middle of a 17 game stretch uh, with no break. So um, that that seven game stretch going five and two to open it up. Yeah, that's that, that was nice. 
Um, you know, it, it didn't put them in the lead of the NL Central or anything, but it was nice to see them sweep the Reds, uh, split two out of four with the Phillies, and, and they looked good. Pitching was really good, especially starting pitching. And uh, offense, you know, offense was, was good. It wasn't – it didn't really blast, I guess, for, for any of those big games, but it was good enough to win five games, and, and I think that was huge against two, you know, solid teams. That's the part I'm waiting on from the, the Cardinals offense. When are they going to catch stride? When are they going to hit their stride and take off offensively? Because they have the talent. They have the – I think their lineup is very top-heavy with Arenado and Goldschmidt, and I think they just have – middle of the tier hitters, offensive players. Uh, but you just you have those two guys complemented with just good to decent bats. I think the offense can make some noise. So I'm just kind of waiting for that offense to really take off. Your thoughts yeah. on um your your Cardinals attacking players with ninety seven mile per hour fastballs hey. and throwing at the ribs. What is hey. what is up hey. with that? Hey look, it was an accident. The guy came in, he threw one pitch <laughs> and hit a guy. Uh, one pitch? His very first pitch? Very first pitch, and oh then and then his and then his very second pitch, he hit another guy. Um, so it was it was a rough day, and you know I think this just shows that the three batter minimum rule is stupid. A guy comes in and his very first pitch, he hits a batter, and and it was Bryce Harper. Yeah, the first one was Bryce Harper in the face. Yeah, and and the next one was D was D D Gregorius. Or maybe it was the other way around. Maybe it was D.D. Gregorius, and then it was Bryce Harper in the face. No, no, you had it right. It was Harper and D.D. Okay, so hits Bryce Harper in the face um, with a 97-mile-per-hour fastball. It's three-batter minimum. If there's no rule of three-batter minimum, he's yanked immediately. No shot he stays out there after throwing that first pitch that badly. Dumb rule. He hits two batters, then has to pitch to a third and gives up a double and a run scored. Dumb rule. It needs to be taken away. Um, Hennis has had a bad game, but you know, Bryce Harper reached out to him, let him know like, Hey man, I know it was an accident. I'm not upset with you. And, you know, I think that's pretty cool just to, you know, at least, at least let that player know, you know, like, I'm not mad at you. Like, I understand, you know, things happen and I know you weren't trying to kill me. So, you know, I'm not, not upset with you. But, uh, I don't, I don't think it's a dumb rule. It actually worked to the Cardinals benefit. Now, it, yeah, it took a lot to get there. It took a couple, you know, bruised flesh, uh, you know, a couple, wounds to get there, but it worked in their benefit because, like you said, it led to an RBI single or a double um, in, the, in the Cardinals' score. It's a good rule because no. I don't want to see pitchers in and out the game as frequently like that. I want to see these guys coming in. Uh, stop. Enough with the matchups. I want to see 98-mile-per-hour fastballs against some of the best hitters in, in baseball. I want to see these flamethrowers throw the baseball. So I, I don't mind the three, uh, three batter minimum. Uh, any final thoughts on, on the cards? Yeah, I um, let's see. Uh, in terms of in 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 terms of where they stand, I guess. Um, like I said, starting pitch starting pitching is good, and I think I think going forward, I think like I said, seventeen in a row. So they have ten more games in a row. One of those being tonight um, against the Pirates. But I think I think this is a huge stretch. I think you know these last ten games without a break. You know, I think we need to win at least seven of them. Um, you know, go go seven and three, so that way you know maybe we can take a jump in the division and get ahead of the Brewers, and uh, continue on pace. And uh, a name to a name to look out for. You mentioned uh, the the batting rotation is Dylan Carlson. He's uh, he's been moved up to the two spot instead of Paul Goldschmidt being there, and so now it's Dylan Carlson two, uh, Goldschmidt three, Arenado four, and those three guys back to back to back is going to be a scary trio for opposing pitchers there you have it for the cardinals now transition to the best team in the state of missouri the kansas city royals Trey, you wouldn't disagree with that would you i wouldn't what you wouldn't disagree with that would you uh well i mean they're the best team in the al right now aren't they yes thank you for uh beating me to the punch the best team in the american league currently the kansas city royals last time we had the weekly update last friday they were kicking off a four-game road series against the Tigers, which they swept the Tigers. The first time the Royals have completed a four-game road sweep of any team in baseball since 1999, which is uh, a very long time ago. Uh, we swept the, the, the Tigers, stay on the road against the team that the Cardinals are kicking off their series, up, series off against, the Pittsburgh Pirates. We split that series, um, lost the first one, won the second one, and now we kick off a three-game series 
with the Minnesota Twins, the first time we've seen those guys this week. Uh, since we last talked about the Royals, four and two over that span. I'm sorry, four or five and one uh, to remain at the top of the AL. Nothing has really changed. They look really good. The pitching was great against the Tigers. Uh, it was a great pitching performance in that series opening loss against the Pirates, and then the offense took off in that in that series finale against the Pirates. So, really, I'm really focused on this matchup against the Twins for the first time. The Royals need to – this is where they need to make their mark, not against anybody else, but they want to make sure if you want to stay at the top of the AL, specifically your division, you got to beat up – not beat up. You got to beat the teams like – the Twins and the White Sox, who have gotten up to a slow start. You want to win these early season matchups when the Twins and White Sox are really struggling to click. Uh, and this is our final road set before we return back home. So nothing real to really update you guys on. Uh, I know our top minor league prospect, Bobby Witt Jr., is going to start the season in double-A ball, uh, which is pretty cool. He had a hell of a spring training, so the question was, will he, will he start in – triple-A or in the majors? Neither. The answer is neither. He's going to start in double-A ball. Good for the Royals for being patient. No need to rush a 20-year-old kid. Uh, he's not, you know, he's not Mike Trout or Bryce Harper, Fernando Tatis. You know, he's, he doesn't garner that type of attention and electricity, but he had a hell of a spring, and uh, he's, I think he'd be a really great player. So, the Royals are just looking good. They're just playing good baseball. So, I'm, I'm really pumped up, and I can't wait to get out there to Kauffman Stadium. Um, Honestly, so we look really, really good. Yeah, no, they they're playing good baseball, and we we mentioned that the last two weeks they're on a tear. They look good. Pitching's been solid, good enough. I think you've had some bad outings here and there, but those are going to happen. Yeah, uh, and, and the offense just continues to to look solid. I mean, it, I'm sure they've had some bad games too. I don't keep keep up with them quite as much, but the offense has been good for the most part too. Um, I think one thing that that I think is going to help you guys out is playing in the AL Central because your two best teams are not playing very good right now. Like your two yeah. your two biggest competition, the, the two the two teams that should be the biggest competition aren't playing good right now. The White Sox don't yeah. look good, the Twins don't look good. Exactly. Uh, I think, I think Kansas, exactly. Kansas Kansas City's got a good good look for this season. You know, I, I think they could they could stay on top of the AL Central and actually win this division. Yeah, I know one thing. This reminds me of the 15 14 to 15 Royals where we didn't have we didn't really have top-of-the-line starters. Uh, we had a really good bullpen. I don't think our bullpen is as good as our, our golden years in 14 to 15, but we have good uh, a top-of-the-line bullpen, not elite. I can't even say top-of-the-line. We have a above-average, a good bullpen. I think our starting rotation has gotten up to a good start. I don't know how much longer a average starting rotation could last over a season, um, but I don't know. I mean, they, they've, they've done a good job, so I won't complain now, but – yeah, like sure. you just said, and I said it too, so I'll triple down on it. The White Sox and Twins just haven't gotten out the gates pretty good. Yeah. So uh, it would be to our benefit to take care of the Twins this opening, um, heading into this weekend. Finally, we made it to the moment we've all been waiting for. <laughs> we have been clamoring to see Kelvin get in the win column, and I promise you I will not let you guys down. No, we haven't. I know Trey is going to come with a really bad dad joke. It is time for dad jokes on the Man to Man podcast. We podcast. We do this every Friday, so let's get to it. As the loser of the first two jokes, I will get us started. Trey, you ready for this? Sure. Okay. Um, I think you'll like this one. This is right up your alley. You okay. may actually get this right, so here we go. What's the best way to watch a fly fishing tournament? Okay, I think I know this. Okay. I think I know this one. You want me to guess or do you just want to say it? No, go ahead, go ahead and take a guess. Okay. Uh, I think it's live streaming. Oh, man. That's the first in dad jokes history. Trey got a dad joke correct. Give it up for Trey. Must be the audience in front. Hey, that's, that's a good one, though. That's a good one. I like that one. Okay. Uh, I've, just, I've heard that one before. That's the only reason I knew it. Um, yeah. uh, so, so, I'm really trying to get in this wind column here. Hey, hey, I like that one. It's a good one. Unfortunately, my laugh is going to be a little different since I was, you know, familiar with the joke, but it's still a good, it's still a good one. Uh, right. All right. Here's mine. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I, I laughed my, I laughed like hysterically when I first read it. 
but now that I've already read it, it's less funny to me. Hopefully you like it. Here, here we go. What do you call a hippie's wife? What do you call a hippie's wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a hippie's wife? Yeah. A telephone. Mississippi. Nah. What? <laughs> you didn't like it? Mississippi. It's Mississippi. <laughs> God. No, that's a good one. But it didn't have the punch that my dad joke had. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. It's, it's, it was close. It, whoa, my life. What in the world? My what? live studio. My live studio audience, all in the same. Everybody just yelled out Trey one, big time TV one. And my what? studio, <laughs> what in the GB heebie? Well, <laughs> there you have it. I go down zero. To... <laughs> what in the heebie? We need to, we, we need to, we need to post. Uh, with this video, we need to have fans vote. If we have listeners, they need to vote so that way we can have more votes. Because uh, right now, just me and you trying to guess which one was better, and then if you have a live studio audience, it's just usually one, one you know, us us versus each other. So we got we to right. try and incorporate uh, if we have listeners to post that, who they think won. No, that, that's a great idea. Um, I am really now second guessing the idea of having a, a studio audience in the building when I record the show, because uh, clearly they do not know a good dad joke when they hear one. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, I think I might fire it. Um, okay. I am down zero three in dad jokes. There you guys have it. The Man and Man podcast. Kelvin Dooley loses again to big time, big time TV. Uh, I am tired of this. I think I am tired of losing. I think I want to trade. I am going for Rogers. Get me the hell out of here. This is unbelievable, man. But again, the Man to Man podcast, Trey, another Friday down, another Man podcast showdown. How you feeling, man? We, I think we're doing great. Yeah, man, it feel, feels great. Just another another great show and enjoying, enjoying doing the podcast, man. It's fun. No doubt. We're back at it Tuesday. I appreciate you guys listening. Thanks.